With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, good morning to one and all. This is Monday morning and it's 10 o'clock. You know what that means? It means that at 10 a.m. Monday mornings, Eastern Time, it's time for another edition of Coffee Shop Conversation Segment. And today is no different. Well, yes, it is different because today, instead of talking about items and issues and topics, today our topic will be your coffee shop conversation segment crew. We'll share with you 15 things you might not know about us. But let's go ahead and say hello to everyone. Good morning, uh, Jed. Hey, hey, ATN, good morning. Great. Welcome aboard. Let's swing over to Shatila and say good morning, Shatila. Good morning, everyone. Good, good, good. Okay. Well, Jay, hey, go ready. Go ahead. Can I kick this one off? Because I want to yes, continue yep. the conversation you and I, I were, were having off the air. Because for kind of for fun, we're pulling back the curtain and doing a show all about things you might not know about us. And before we went live, you and I were kind of hanging out and chatting, and I learned a whole bunch of things about you that I didn't know. <laughs> and so here's, here's okay. what I was thinking, though. Because I've got a couple things about me that you don't know, too, and I'm going to share one of them in just a minute. But right before the music started playing and the um, show went on, show went live, you said, the mosquitoes are biting me. And um, (laughs) (laughs) and then you you clarified that the mosquitoes were biting you, and it wasn't you biting the mosquitoes. But, um, (laughs) no, no. No, I, 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 I thought I said mosquitoes biting me. Then I ended up telling you, no, they're not biting me. Well, they are biting me, but I'm not biting them. That's what it is. That's what I said. <laughs> I'm not biting the mosquitoes. I'm biting them. <laughs> All right. So That's here's why I took notice of that. Is, it just it kind of reminded me that I'm here in California, and um, you know, over here in San Marcos, we don't have many mosquitoes. Um, you mm, know, wow. every now and then at night one or two will drop by but it kind of reminded me that man, you're way over in the Virgin Islands Shatila's over in Atlanta Georgia and we're all um, podcasting from different places which is kind of cool so yeah. are you ready here's here's something you may not know about me right now okay I am doing this show live with my laptop in front of me um, 
from my daughter's room because it is the quietest place in the house. <laughs> they are eating breakfast, finishing up getting ready for school, and Jenny's getting ready to fire up the daycare. So outside, everybody's moving around at a gazillion miles an hour, and this is the quietest place in the house right now. Um, some mornings wow. I do it outside, um, but this morning this was the best place to kind of sneak away. So I want to know about you guys. Where do you guys do this show from? Where are you at when we chat every Monday? Okay, well, that's good. Uh, I I will uh, stand aside and let ladies go first. So, Shatila, your turn. Well, being that I'm back in Atlanta this week and on the Virgin Islands running from the mosquitoes, iguanas, and lizards, <laughs> I am in the kitchen and my daughter's in the room sleep. <laughs> nice. And you made it back to Atlanta and, safe and sound. Yes, I did, even with the week delay. Yes. Wow. Amazing. What she didn't tell you is oh, the son got him off to school and she's home now attending to herself and her daughter. Yes. Nice. <laughs> I'm a little bit jealous. I'd take a week in the Virgin Islands. <laughs> <laughs> Try five weeks. Come prepared, come prepared to fight the mosquitoes too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those mosquitoes, like my, I don't have ankles left. I think they took the colors out of my million-dollar legs. How about you? Yeah. I'm doing the show live from my living room. Now, that's, my, that's the most convenient place for me to sit with my computer. And at the same time, while it's convenient for me, it may not always be so convenient when it comes to uh, acoustics because I'm okay. sitting right by my balcony. There's a seaplane that lands and takes off every so often. I don't know if that comes across in the air, but it's very loud. And I do my best to turn the, the, the volume down, but I don't want to lose our sight, our sound when, when that happens. But that's where I am in my living room in downtown Charlotte and Molly on the island of St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Sorry, go ahead. Can you, see the, can you see the beach from your living room? Do you have an ocean view? I have an ocean view, but it's a harbor, <laughs> not the beach itself. That's the commercial side of the island, the southern side where we have a big harbor. It's, it's, it's all commercialized. Now, the islands are built, St. Thomas specifically, each three islands different. St. Thomas is built around commercialism. We, because we're so hilly, the Danes, when they were here, they constructed this into a commercial center for the, for the Caribbean. So we had ships coming into the harbor 99.9% of the time, stopping here before they move on somewhere else. I'm talking back in the 1800s, the early 1900s. Even today, heading out is turn to tourism, but we are harbor for the maritime service in one way or another. Atien, you okay. only mentioned the seaplanes. You forgot to say that there's um, boats out there, party buses, party boats going past your um, balcony and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Cruise ships pulling yeah. up. Yeah, you see everything from your balcony. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, yeah, we got quite you a few. really cool, though? Go ahead. You know what's really cool is here we are, though, in 
California, Virgin Islands, and Atlanta, Georgia, you know, kitchen, daughter's bedroom, and living room with the seaplanes and trash trucks and, you know, <laughs> kids running up and down the hallways. And so every every Monday morning we're able to get together and do this show. I mean, that is so cool. It is. It is. It is. Technology is a wonderful thing when it works. That's when it works. When it doesn't work, we're in trouble. <laughs> yes. Case I'm in point, my son. Yeah, let me finish you're this pretty place. good at yeah. working your magic. All right, last night. Well, there's only so much I can do. I was about to say, case in point, last time while we were doing a show, I took a call from one of our callers, and the computer wouldn't release the call. It just kept spinning and spinning. What it says, when I say spinning, I mean there's a button that I push to bring up the caller, but instead of bringing the caller on, it, 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 it became stuck. And the little indicator that tells me it's loading, it's loading, it's loading, it goes in a circle. It was in a circle for the last 20 minutes of the show. Anyway, I was never able to get it up. So those are the things about technology. It works 99% of the time, but that 1% of the time it can be a bugaboo. Oh. And Portia Teal was on the line. I was, was she was talking to hand off, but I couldn't pull it out because the computer was frozen. Yeah, it had to There's talk always to myself. Be like right. Yes. <laughs> yes. So those are the things. Okay, so, Jed. Yeah, go ahead. I hear, How are you going to do this? I want to hear something about you guys. What is something that I don't know? All right. Well, one thing I will say about me is that I normally go to the Kentucky Derby every year, but this year I was stuck in the Virgin Islands on the fifth week. She was stuck. She was stuck. I was stuck on an island. I normally go, I've been going to the Derby since 2000, and I was unable to go this year. Wow. wow. But she had Mother's I Day. I still enjoy myself. Yeah, I had Mother's yeah, Day in Virgin Islands this year <laughs> without my little hey, one. What's What's yeah. the best part of the Kentucky Derby? Uh, I, I would say the go, festivities. The, the okay. festivities around the uh, race because the race itself only lasts a few minutes. So make sure you go and get you some good barbecue and you enjoy the company and all the people. Shatila, you love all the kind of people and festivities and parties and all of that good stuff, huh? Because you guys were just doing the whole month of, um, is it Carnival over at the Virgin Islands? Yes, we had Virgin Islands Carnival. Yes, you're right. Okay. You called me out. Dude. You're gonna go. You're ready to go straight from Carnival to Kentucky Derby. Yeah, I was gonna have a book <laughs> signing at the Kentucky Derby like I do every year. Mm-hmm. But I take That's the children awesome. to that one. Yeah, I take the children to that one. All right, Adrian. How about you? What about me? Okay, well. One of the things the audience may not know about me is that I'm an Air Force vet. Went straight into the U.S. Air Force in 1969 while the Vietnam era, while the Vietnam conflict 
it wasn't really a war at the time. It wasn't called that. So the conflict was taking place, and I was deadly afraid, as so as my contemporaries, that I would be drafted. I always wanted to go into the Air Force, and I was successful in getting into the Air Force. So that's one thing. I'll combine it with the second one. The second thing that people may not know is that I'm an Air Force veteran again. In other words, I'm an Air Force veteran twice. The first time I went in, I was what it was called enlisted. Did not have my college degree. I had a year and a half, well, I had two years of college at the time. But I was determined I was going to let the Air Force pay for my tuition. And they did. <clears throat> I thought that I would be able to uh, finish my four years of Air Force, get out, and go on to grad- just go on to uh, college, whatever I didn't finish. But there was a lot more involved that I had in my favor that, that I didn't know about. For example, I was paying tuition uh, on, on my own while I was in the Air Force to go to some night classes. And after about, what, two or three courses I took, I found out that the Air Force would pay 75% and I paid the remaining 25%. That took a burden off of my shoulders because as an enlisted man, I was not making a whole lot of money. But I continued going to school at night. I did two years of college in a year and a half, accelerated courses, rather proud of that, while my friends were partying and having a good time in the Air Force and drinking and everything else a college student would do. Well, they were doing it, but doing it Air Force style, which was twice as much as college students would do. But they always used to tease me because I always walk with my books. Friday night was my best night because I go to work. I, I got in the midnight shift that I would have time to get my job done, and usually I was refueling planes at the time. So from 11 o'clock when we got on, on, on board until about 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, we we would be busy, busy, busy getting everything done. But around 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, things would quiet down. I would either do my homework or go to sleep, whichever came first. And then at 7 o'clock, just before, we, well, just before 7 o'clock, I would pack up and get ready to go home and change the shift. So that's how I spent my Air Force time the first time. And after I got out with my honorable discharge, I applied to graduate school using my GI Bill. And that's how I got into Air Force twice, because I got my master used to the GI Bill. And here's something else I didn't know. I didn't know that I had to do it that way. That was a long way around because I applied to go back into the Air Force as a commission officer, I did not know that while I was in the Air Force, the Air Force would have paid my, what put me on what is known as TDY, which is temporary duty assignment. That means I'll be released from active duty, go on to graduate school, still receiving pay, and then I would get my degree and be automatically back in the Air Force. I didn't know that. I did it the hard way. I got out, Went to graduate school, and then I got back in. Applied back in. It was a hard way, but I made it. And now you know me. Wow. Air Force enlisted and Air Force commission. I left at the, uh, the rank of captain. Wow. ATN, you are tough. A lot of good life experience. <laughs> well, thank God. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I was determined, and I did it. Life Amen experience, school experience, military experience. Yeah. What about you, Jen? Oh, I'm looking over and trying to decide what the 
share first? Do you want a serious one or a fun one? Dive in head first. Dive in head first. What's that mean? Just do it. Just do, all right. I'm just going to take one. All right. So here's something you might not know about me. I once failed a grade school spelling test while I was in graduate school. Twice. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> how, how embarrassing. I know. Let me let me tell you the story behind this. I was going to what was I doing? I was doing a master's in biblical studies. And um, yeah. the way our seminary is set up is you can, like, they kind of have three tiers. They had a one-year master's, then a two-year master's, and a three-year master's. And the quickest uh-huh. way was just to go for that master's of divinity right right off the bat. But I said, no way. You know, that's too big of a commitment. I'm just going to take it kind of one step at a time. And so I was kind of going to the next level and looking for a side job. And there was this, a grade school right next to um, next to my house that was looking for a TA. So I applied for the position, and, of course, they had um, just a basic um, TA exam you had to take that had math, um, basic history, basic spelling on it. I agreed through the whole thing that got stuck on the spelling um, part. I got a call the next day saying, Jed, we want you. You look like a perfect fit for this position. Only thing is, is you just didn't quite make the spelling um, spelling portion of it. Back in tomorrow, take the exam. I'm sure you were just nervous, and we'll, you know, hire you on the spot. So I came back in, retook the exam, handed it in, went home, waited for the phone call. Never heard from them again. <laughs> wow. But here's here's the cool thing: is it's kind of it's an area of growth for me because I love to write, I love to read, and um. I actually really love to use spell check. And so it's it's something that I'm learning to learning to overcome. Okay. At least you overcome over at least you overcame it rather. <laughs> I'm I'm working on it. I still have really good friends who will read my blog posts each week and every now and then I'll get an email saying, Oh Jed, you really want to fix this. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's nothing yep. wrong with that. <laughs> Jed, all you I have to do is welcome to, yeah, welcome to the human race. It means you're human. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. I might I it might have cool, an though. acronym for that. Oh Lord. <laughs> oh, I love to hear it. <laughs> I'll save it. I don't have it yet. I'll save it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> well, um, I'm looking down my list as well, Jed. And um, let's see. Well, one thing you probably don't know about me is that after I graduated with my undergraduate, um, I relocated to the D.C. area, and I applied for the FBI. And when you apply for the FBI, they say that they receive a few million applicants a year, so if they don't get back with you, best wishes with your endeavors. Well, they called me back or sent me an email, invite me in for the first phase testing. 
and I drove. At the time, I had already relocated back to Ohio, so I drove down to the Baltimore headquarters, and I took the test, and I met a lot of wonderful people. And when I found out that you have to be able, as a special agent, when I found out that you have to be able to uh, carry your gun at all times, even if you're on vacation with your children, I figured that was not a job for me. So I did not move past the other seven phases. <laughs> um, okay. And yes. tell me again what you were applying for. That you said FBI special agent. Yeah, special agent with uh, the FBI. Really? Yes. Wow, yes. special well, agent Shatila. Yeah, yeah. No, not with the gun. But I'll tell you again, if the opportunity came around again, I would go for it because now I see myself being able to carry a gun. But back then, no. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. It would have been Special Agent Underwood. Yes. You got the FBI (laughs) last name. (laughs) What are you talking about? Underwood. Underwood. She might become Special Agent Undercover. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but that was pretty that cool like, Being in there and like seeing what right they out do of the TV show. Oh yeah But it, you know the scary part Was being there and seeing exactly Like when you first walk in you see the most wanted And then when you walk back To the testing part you see Polygraph and testing and, and it's Secure and you can't even go to the restroom Without somebody escorting you So it was pretty cool wow. seeing all that Yeah what a cool experience. Oh, yeah. Memories, memories. <laughs> what about you, Adrian? All right. Another one of my tidbits I want to share with the audience is, that they may not know about me is I, I worked, was trained and worked as a child abuse education and prevention officer. That all took place while I was in the Air Force the second time around as a master's degree graduate and also in the Air Force, I was assigned to the social work department. And of course, one of the social workers had to carry the title of child abuse education and prevention officer. And that's a long term. But the the, the term that the Air Force used was child advocacy officer. And along with that was another job called CHAP. Here's an acronym. C-H-A-P, Chap Officer, stood for Child, oh gosh, now I'm forgetting. Oh, children Have a Potential, that's what it is. C-H-A-P, Children Have a Potential. And that was basically, I was the information and referral officer for families where there was a child with a disability. So that kept me busy, very, very busy. But in addition to that, with my clinical social work background and the child abuse background, I was assigned to the mental health clinic, I was also involved with other interdisciplinary groups in the hospital as well as outside of the hospital. And it was very educational and and rewarding because, thank goodness, we didn't have any of the major child abuse cases. What we had basically was a military member would get angry with a neighbor or get angry with someone over them and would use it as a former of revenge. They'll call in and say, so-and-so is abusing that child. Okay, give me the information. What do you have? You can remain anonymous. They give us the information, and we go and check it out. 
99.9% of the time, it was a malicious call, and uh, we'd have to write it up and notate it and pass it on to the hospital offline. And thank goodness, we never really got, I never really get, came across any severe cases. Now, this was back in the 70s, 70s, uh, yeah, late 70s, early 80s. But it was a wonderful experience. I gained a lot. Wow. Well, that's one of the reasons I love doing this show with you, too, is kind of got that shared psychology background. Yeah, yes, yes, you do. You talk it, I've so much done it. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. So much good experience. Yeah. What about you, Jay? Wait a minute, before you go any further, the thing that really amazes me is how far I've gotten on my own. I didn't have, my mother was a single mother, a single parent mother, and I had no guidance whatsoever from a big brother or father or cousin or a male role model. I had to do all this on my own. Not that I had to, but I wanted to. And I got a lot accomplished. However, if I had the guidance, I could have probably gotten it accomplished a lot easier and a lot quicker. But nevertheless, there was something inside me that told me this is what I wanted to do, <clears throat> and I found ways to do it, even though there were um, stumbling blocks along the way. I found a way to go around it, and I did. That got me got me curious. What what advice would you give someone who's in the same boat? Like someone who doesn't have that family support and is doing the doing the same thing, or just kind of having to pick themselves up and do it on their own. Well, basically, what I would say to people in a case like that: go to inner gut. Everybody has what is known as intuition. There's that funny feeling in your stomach. You know something's not working. Well, we normally notice it when it's not working, but we also have it when it is working. Our gut, our intuition, our feeling. We can't put our hands or fingers on it, but there's something inside us, whether it's in the brain or in the stomach or in the heart, there's something emotionally that tells us something is not right or just opposite side, something is right. Let's go for that. You know, you ever have a feeling, I wish I could have some ice cream today or strawberry ice cream, more specifically, part of that intuition I'm talking about. That intuition plays a very important role, as you would know, Jed, in psychology. That intuition plays a very important role in guiding us. So for someone in a position similar to what I was in, no guidance, no no male role model, go with your gut. Decide what you want to get. What's your end result? If you're going through a tunnel, where would you want the end of your tunnel to take you? No one can do that for you, but you have to do it yourself. So do whatever you can, and you might have to go stumbling blocks, climb over them, just like you go down to the beach, as kids would climb over those rocks, those rocks on the beach, well, do the same thing in life. Climb over those stumbling blocks to get where you want to go. It may take you a while. It may take you twice as much or twice as long. But if you really want it, go for it. Only you can get through the tunnel. No one else can do it for you. However, if you can find people along the way to help you, so much the better. Absolutely. There's a, there's a lot to be said for persistence. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> I'd like this one. Maybe right. one day we could talk about intuition. Let's, let's, let's put it as a, as a uh, topic, maybe. What do you think? 
I like that. That'd be fun. Intuition. Yeah. Okay. We'll put, we'll put it on intuition agenda. Intuition and persistence. Yeah. Yes. And persistence. All right. Good enough. All right. So we are quickly approaching 7:30, which means I got to give you my very last one, and I might might combine a couple things in in this last one. Um, I don't know that it's okay. little known, but um, probably one of the most important things you need to know about me, and that's Jesus and family are the two most important parts of my life. And so when I was three years old, I remember praying with my mom, asking Jesus into my heart, asking him to be my Lord and Savior. And really over the next um, 30, almost 38 years now, um, day by day discovering what that means, what it means to walk with Christ, and what it means to love my family. And, of course, um, you know, there's no, um, it's pretty obvious that I'm a big believer in conversation. And um, that's kind of come out of this history in my life of um, growing up in the church and having a lot of people give me a clear path to follow whenever there was a problem. And as I'm getting older, I'm learning a lot of times there's, not a clear path where if you do A, B, and C, you know, D, E, and F will happen. I'm praying more, yeah. reading the Bible more, attending church, and trusting God for the results isn't the answer for every single problem out there. A lot of times it requires wisdom, requires a conversation. You know, I've got the phrase that I love that it um, takes wisdom to love other people well. Um, but anyway, that Jesus in and family are the two most important parts of my life, and I'm continually learning and growing, understanding more and more what it means to follow Christ and what it means to love my family. Um, I wrote right Fantastic. above that. I don't always attend church. There was a tough time in my life where I stopped attending church entirely for a while. Never stopped trusting Christ, never tr- stopped believing in God, but I did stop attending church. And um, now our family's back. We don't always attend but we're learning more and more to kind of step out of a rigid, rule-based space and into one that um, is grace-filled and really loves people. So it's it's really been a cool journey. It's fantastic. Yes, it is. Yeah. And that's what I love meeting. That's why I love meeting with you guys too on Mondays. We've all got a a strong faith background too. Yes, we do. Oh, yes, yes. we do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Good, I know. On the note, uh, I know you got to run. And family, I've got to go take my kiddos off yes. to school. My daughter just speaks in the All door. Right. Okay. <laughs> take care, Debbie. See you next week, Dad. All oh, right. See you next week. My, I've got to brag on one of them. That's why we're rushing off at exactly 7:30. Um, both of my girls do a running club in the morning, and one of my daughters is running through her 200-mile banner this morning. Wow. wow. So we're off to go celebrate. Okay. Tell her we celebrate with her. Awesome. All right, guys. I can't wait to see you. Take care, Jen. All righty. You too. Tell her, Jen. Tell her, Jen, in the Virgin Islands. Awesome. All right. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye, guys. Okay. Shatila. Let's pick yeah. up where we left off. I have something I want to share with you that uh, it's, it's making sense now. It made sense a while ago, when years ago when it happened. But I can see 
as I was talking about intuition, I wanted to do something, I wanted to do something and do it badly, and I was able to accomplish it. But look how things started falling into place so that I could accomplish it. For example, okay, I, I said I grew up with a single-parent mom who did not go to college, and I don't even know she finished high school. I suspect she didn't because I was the second of two children, and I know her. my sister did not work with her father either. Nevertheless, when I decided to uh, go to college, I was... I came home from high school in New York, came back to the Virgin Islands. The college was too new at the time, and it was still kind of rocky. The counselor was the football coach for me, and he was telling me things that weren't exactly fitting what I needed to do to get uh, into college or complete my college. For example, he was telling me since I had a high school diploma from New York and I attended high school out of state, out of the Virgin Islands, I was considered an out-of-state resident. But I explained to him I was a born and raised Virgin Islander, so therefore I should be entitled to local tuition, the, the discount tuition. Well, mm-hmm. we went back and forth with that several times, and finally I decided to go home and look at some documents, went back to the school, showed him the documents, and he sent me up to the uh, counselor's office, and they sent me to Rich's office. I went through a whole lot, but nevertheless, I was able to prove that I was local and received a discount. Now, again, that's something that I didn't know, but I was determined to pursue it, pursue it, pursue it, and it fell into place. Now, it could have backfired on me, and he could have been right, and I could have been wrong. But if if I had not pursued it, I wouldn't have accomplished anything. I would have been following what he told me. Does that make sense? Makes a whole lot of sense, a whole lot of sense, rather. Persistence is the key, and you can't just one door yeah. close and go to the next one. You know, just keep beating yeah. at that door till it opens. So never give up. Yeah. And that's what something you didn't do. Is you well, didn't give up. You didn't take his word or the word and just leave it there, or else you wouldn't have been, you know, as successful as you are today. Well, thank you. But you know what? What what almost happened? I was all about ready to drop out of school, and it just so happened. Now here's the thing that's amazing. It just so happened that a pastor from St. Thomas who had moved away from St. Thomas, was pastoring in California, came back to St. Thomas on vacation, and at the same time I was having trouble with my uh, uh, counselor, he asked me, so you're a big man now? And I said, no, what do you mean? He said he remembered me when I was five, six, seven years old. He used to come to the house a lot when he was a pastor here. And he says, well, how's school going? I said, school? What do you mean? He says, college. And I explained to him what I was going through. He says, well, if you don't want to stay there, why don't you come on to California? I said, California? Who am I going to live with? What am I going to do? How am I going to get here? I get with a thousand more questions. He told me to slow down a bit, put it in order, and we could do it. I said, how? Where am I going to stay? He says, well, you're welcome to stay with me. Now, here I am. A little Catholic boy <laughs> being invited by Episcopal minister to live with him while I go to school in California. Now, is that a flip or what? <laughs> <laughs> but he came into my life and made that offer at the time I needed it most. Now, is, this, is that divine intervention or what? Yes, it is. So I took him up on that, and I went out to California and did my second year of college in California. 
I probably would have stayed there, but the Vietnam era was going on, so I came back home after my second year of college in, in California. But that was just one of many events that fell into place for me. And I was just going through the motion one at a time, one at a time, one at a time, accomplishing what I wanted to accomplish, but not knowing how it was falling into place. That blew me away, you know. How come he happened to be here, happened to be at the time I needed help like that? And all mm-hmm. I can say is that's people's intervention now that I can look back on it. Does that make sense, too? He was a blessing to you, and he was able to give yes. you the torch so that you could be successful and accomplish what you needed. Right place, right yes. time. Yes, exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> now, wow. he was a role model, and another role model that I had in mind was Mr. Johnson, my chemistry instructor. When I was in California in my second year of college, I didn't know what to study, what to use as a major, so I went with the easy way out liberal arts. And in my liberal arts major, I had to take chemistry and biology. Now, Mr. Johnson, Noble Johnson was my chemistry instructor, and Miss uh, Fisher, I believe was her name, was my biology instructor. Now, those two people played a very integral part in my education. One helped, one hurt. <laughs> I understand what I'm talking about. I'll talk with the hurt first. Miss Fisher was the prim and proper instructor. She came in the class, very professional, knew what she was talking about, lectured from her podium, did not gravitate from the podium, stayed there, told us what we needed to know, told us what the exam is going to be, go home and study this and this and this, come back, you'll have your test. Well, I thought I was doing everything that was said to be done, but I never passed an exam or test or quiz, anything she offered. As a matter of fact, she had a way, uh, that habit of giving the results back, papers back, from the highest grade to the lowest grade. Well, I made a record. I was always the last person in the class to get my paper. Now, people didn't know what my grade was. I didn't know what my grade was until I looked at it but it was confidentially done, so then nobody knew what my grade was. All they knew was I was the last one to get my papers back. Well, (laughs) ever since I went through that event, I did not feel comfortable at all in in, in college. I was about to drop out, just like I was about to drop out a while ago back in in St. Thomas when I had the difficulty with my coach. But uh, luckily for me, at that same semester, I had Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson was the chemistry instructor who saw me in the lab, but also saw me in the classroom. And he noticed that I had the intention to do the best of my work, but I was struggling with it. One of those courses when I first time taking them. So he approached me one day and said, I noticed you're not doing so well, and I know you could do better. I said, you do? I mean, like, I was shocked that he took time to come and speak to me like that. And I said, yes, I, I, I think I'm doing okay, but I would like to do better. He said, well, if you would like to do better, I have an idea for you. Would you like to do some extra work and bring your grades up? I said, what, really? I mean, here I am, a student trying to get through college, and here he is, an instructor, taking time out to come address my concerns. 
<clears throat> at least in as far as going to school. So I said, sure, I will be happy to. He told me when and where to meet him in his office. He assigned me some extra work to do. One of those extra works, I had to study the Greek alphabet, and I had to perform some extra work. I did all that. And luckily for me, not luckily, but because as a result of that work, my D became a C, and that C became a C plus, And I was happy. At least I didn't flunk the class. Unfortunately, okay. in the biology class, I didn't pass. I did not pass, no matter how hard I tried. So those are two outstanding events in my life while I was in college in California. But then again, I bring up the same question. How come Mr. Johnson was happy to be there at the right time, the right place, and be a helping hand? Isn't that amazing or what? Yes, it is. Blessed in disguise. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Well, I'm not going to ramble on anymore. There's a whole lot more. But uh, is there anything else you want to add about the something about you that you'd like to share with the audience? Um, well, I do have a list here, but I'll narrow it down. Give me just a second. I hear myself as an echo. Okay. Okay. Um, I would say uh, back in my undergraduate days, um, at HBCU, I was the president of the um, criminal justice. No, I was the president of the pre-law club and the vice oh. president of the uh, Black National Association of Women in Criminal Justice. So I had two wow. offices at the same time. Yeah, so that was pretty much a good experience, getting voted in office at all his uh, black schools. At a time that I was working full-time and going to school full-time and a single mother. Wow. I guess the point of what you're saying to the audience is, yes, we all go through obstacles. We all are faced with stumbling blocks. But if we want something badly enough, we can do it. Exactly. That should be a motivation. If 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 trials is going on, you should use that as your motivation to be successful in whatever it is that you want. Because if you're hungry, you're going to go get it. You're not going to let excuses keep you behind because you are your biggest excuse. Exactly, exactly. Well, I've learned a lot in life just by those experiences that I've had. And I, I didn't know about intuition much at the time, but now that I know about it, I can see how intuition is a gift given to us by God, because there's no way that a doctor could open up our body and find intuition. Here it is. Let's pull it out and throw it away so you can't use it. No, 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 no. Intuition is inbound. It's inside. And only way it can be used is if we use it. If we don't use it, well, I just say, use it or lose it. And intuition will always be there. No matter how long it takes us to use it, for how long between the times we use it, it's always there and fresh. So I'm glad that uh, I didn't know what I was doing at the time or why I was doing what I was doing, but it fell into place and uh, divine intervention worked. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, amen to that. Yes, thank you. What else you want to add? Anything else? Mm. No, I'll keep my thoughts for this week. Are we going to continue this segment next week with Jen? Well, perhaps, yes. I think he would like to do that because I'm sure he has some more he wants to add. 
And Lord, we would like to learn more about him. (laughs) Yes. Yes, definitely. Interesting guy. Psychology and religion at the same time. How about that? Exactly. Well, uh, we don't have any callers in the line, but let's go ahead and invite the callers to call in. <clears throat> now that you know, we'll continue this next week. The, our phone number is 646-721-9611. Callers, listeners, I was going to say viewers. Yeah, you can, be, you can view our website. But if you want to participate, please give us a call. The number is 646-721-9611. We would like this very much to be an interactive show, more so with our audience than just between the three of us in three different locations. Well, I think we'll go ahead and wrap things up now. And let's do a closing thought. Shachelle, what closing thoughts would you have for the day? My closing thought would be whatever goals you have before you, if it looks cloudy and it doesn't look like you're able to accomplish it, you know, uh, wipe out your eyes and actually look and have tunnel vision at whatever it is you want to do and pray about it, and you can get it done. You are your biggest excuse, and don't let that excuse stop you from what you want to do. Keep your goals in front of you. Keep your vision straight ahead and make it happen. Fantastic, fantastic. And for me, I guess I'll end with the closing thought of intuition and persistence or perseverance, either one. Because basically we've seen it time and time again, just among ourselves but in others too, that if you want something badly enough and you keep at it and you keep at it and you keep at it, you'll get there eventually. I like to use the analogy of the person going through a tunnel. The tunnel is dark and scary and there's a potential that the lights may go out and there's no way of seeing where you are if you were in a dark tunnel. But if you keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, the car may break down you fix the flat, and then you move forward a bit. Then the radiator may go out. Well, you move forward. You do what you have to do to fix the radiator or add water, whatever it is you have to do. Then you move forward a little bit more. Something else happens, then you take care of that. As you do that step by step by step, you will eventually get to your goal, and your goal is at the end of the tunnel. So with that being said, I want to say so long for now. We'll meet again next Monday at what time? 10 o'clock 10 Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard Time, yes. 9 Central, 8 Mountain, and 4 Jet. He gets up at 7 o'clock. Well, he gets up before then. He gets up at 4. But he comes online at 7, and he runs out to take his kiddies, as he calls them, kiddos, off to school. So until next time, we want to say keep your head high. You dream for what you want to dream and make it happen. So long, Shakira. Thanks for being with us today. No problem. So long, ATN. So long, everyone. So long, everyone. Take care. We'll see you around. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.